This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I want to talk to you about the timeline of grief. When we first lose our person and we are thrown into the world of grief, we want to desperately know how long this is going to last for. And we also have a subconscious ideal going on in our minds. Society has created its own little timeline for grief. It's not openly discussed, but it sits there. It sits there quietly in the background and it's something that we all carry. It's something we all expect. I know when my husband died, I honestly thought within six months, I'd be feeling much better. I truly believed that to my core. And I thought then, well, then after the six months, after a year, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right because I would have been through the first year. I'd have tackled all the first dates. Like everyone says, don't they? Just get through the first year, get through the first year, manage the dates as they come round. And nobody really says, and then it will be okay. I think that's what we hear sometimes. I think that's how we translate it in our minds because it confirms the belief that we already have in our minds that after a year, we're going to start to feel a lot better. So obviously, I work my way through my first six months. Simon died in the September. I got through Christmas, got through the new year, and I'd had arranged to do a charity mud run event with a lot of my friends and family. We raised a lot of money for Winston's Wish. I was working hard towards that. I had something to focus on, something to keep me going. It was amazing. And that was at the end of April, the following year. And then all of a sudden, I crashed and burned. I didn't have a focus anymore. I hadn't gone back to work. I was a midwife and I didn't feel that I was capable of going back to work and being responsible for a mother and her baby in labor. It's not the kind of job I could have gone and done half-heartedly. There was too much at risk. So I'd made the choice not to go back to work and concentrate on myself and the girls for a while until I could find my feet again. I was fortunate enough that I was able to do that. I do recognize that. So we'd finished this charity mud run and I couldn't function. I felt like I was getting worse and I had worked myself up into this place of complete and utter darkness. I couldn't see any light and it was getting darker and darker and deeper and deeper. So this is when I went and and asked the GP for some help. I got some antidepressants. I got some sleeping tablets and slowly the, the fog started to lift I had a little bit more energy. I was sleeping a little bit better. I felt like I was coming up for air. So I worked my way through to the end of my first year and September came, did my first anniversary. And I don't know what I was expecting to happen, but it didn't happen. I wanted to feel lighter and brighter. I wanted to almost wake up one morning and go, oh, oh, thank you. The first year's done. Oh, that's better. My shoulders drop. The weight lightens. The clouds lift. I have clarity. And that wasn't the case. And it hit me hard. 
And as I kept working through that second year, there was almost a feeling of it feeling worse than the first year. And I think on reflection, that's partly because of my expectation. I was magically expecting the second year to feel much different than it did. And I didn't realize the first year I had actually been in shock and disbelief. And as that slowly wears off and the second year comes around and the permanence of it, the finality of it, the reality of your life really started to sink in for me. Understanding actually, this isn't just a year thing. This is a lifelong thing. I haven't got to just get through a year. And I was so tired after that first year. It had taken everything I had to get me through that and a lot of support from amazing people. And when I hit that second year, I thought, oh, I've got to do that again. And I'm so tired and I'm so sad still. So there's a lot of talk in widowhood about the second year. And I will do a separate episode on that because I think it's really important. However, when we look at the timeline of grief here, it's important to acknowledge that we do live in a grief illiterate society. We do not understand grief, what it entails, what it looks like, how it feels, how long it lasts. We have very limited understanding and knowledge. People don't talk about it. People aren't honest about it. Therefore, we make up what we believe would be right. And it can often be quite far removed from the truth. So obviously you have different types of grief. You have anticipatory grief, and that is the grief you experience before your person dies when they are ill and you know that their illness is terminal. And there's the grief that we experience in that moment, in that time frame, that anticipating the death of the person that you love, also grieving you know, the life that you used to have, the person that used to be, the couple you used to be, the person you used to be married to, because all of that changes in illness, everything shifts. So there's that grief. Then after your person has died, you've got the raw grief. And this grief is acute. It hits you hard. You will all understand this. And it's very different to anticipatory grief. Sometimes there's a belief that the anticipatory grief prepares you almost for the grief that you feel when your person dies. For some people, yes, I think there's an element of truth in that for sure. For the most part, I think people tend to say that the acute raw grief they experience after their person has died is very different. It's a different animal but we don't always understand that we're in the anticipatory grief. So if that felt different for you, that is completely natural. This acute, this raw grief that we experience, in my experience of grief, of my own grief, of being friends with other widows, but also in my work now as the widow coach, holding space for widows regularly, groups, one-to-one sessions, on average, that would last maybe six to 12 months, depending on your circumstances, your situation, you as a person. Remember, everybody's grief is unique. This isn't a time frame I'm giving you to say that this is how you must do it. This is a timeline that has 
become obvious to me from everything that I've learned, everything that I've read, all the people that I've worked with, to help you understand a little bit about grief and how long it lasts. But it certainly isn't set in stone. It's not how everybody does it. And it's certainly not me prescribing a timeline in grief. It's to give you a rough idea and to help normalize what you're feeling. Because I think a lot of people are shocked by how long the stages of grief can take in terms of the anticipatory grief, the raw, acute, early grief. And then we go into what I would say the early days. And again, based on my experience, I would say the early days of grief are the first two years. So those first two years are you still in your early days? You know, some people might say to you, oh, it's still such early days for you. That is the first two years. And then you have got what maybe we could describe as mature grief. And that is after the two years. You have been grieving for a while. That's not to say your grief has gone. You start to become more accustomed to your grief. You start to get to understand it a little bit better, what it looks like, what it feels like. And I guess what also I've noticed is, and again, this isn't a rule of thumb for everyone. This is just a general observation. I believe it takes widows between three and five years to rebuild a life that can feel good again. Now, again, I've had people come to me five, six, seven, eight years in, and they haven't managed to do that. I've had somebody come to me after a year and they've got remarried in that time and they have found love and happiness. They're still grieving, but they have managed to create a, a life that feels good for themselves again for various different reasons. So again, it's different, but just to help you maybe manage your expectations a little bit of how your grief is going to look, how long it's going to take. Now, there is an argument that if you are six months into your grief and you're listening to me say this to you, this is going to send you into a mad panic of, oh my God, is this what my grief is going to look like? Am I going to feel like this for the next three to five years? No, you're not. Over the time period that you grieve, your grief evolves. It changes. This isn't a linear process. This isn't a step-by-step process. There's no start or finish line. It is not a straight road. It's like a maze with lots of twists and turns and bends and dead ends. It's a minefield. It's a roller coaster ride. It's learning to surf a tsunami of waves. There's so many different analogies and metaphors that you could use for grief. And, you you know, you can imagine it's like a river. Imagine a river of grief. And some people are thrown right into the deep end, into the middle of this river with a sudden tragic loss. Others step into the river very slowly with a long-term illness. But we all end up essentially in the middle of this river. And there's going to be times when the river is flowing wildly. It is so fast, so scary. There are rocks and boulders. There's all sorts of things in your way. What you want to do is get this river to flow gently. And there will be moments in your journey where it will, where the water will settle and you'll come up for air. And you'll be able to enjoy moments of peace, of contentment of fun, of connection, of love, of whatever you want those things to look like. And then the river will become fast and furious again. 
And what we're doing is, is we've essentially, we've just got to keep going on this river. We don't want to stop somewhere and go, it's too hard. I can't do it. Grief takes work. It's not something that just goes away on its own. Time does not heal all wounds. Yes, it might heal a broken bone. It might heal a cut on the skin, but it doesn't heal wounds of the heart. We've got to learn to access our grief, process our grief, sit with it, build a relationship with it, work through all the feelings that come with it, the guilt, the jealousy, the anger, all of those frustrating feelings that can feel wrong that we judge ourselves for, that we criticize ourselves for, they're part of your grieving process. There will be moments in your grief that you feel like you've taken a couple of steps forward. You're in that river, everything's bobbing along nicely. And you're like, yeah, I can breathe again. I can breathe. And then it just changes. Something might trigger you and a day might come up, a special day, a birthday. And it feels like it sets you back and you feel like you're not making any progress. You're not getting anywhere. Everything that you experience, everything that you feel, everything that you think, everything you have to work through, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns, the straight paths, all of it is you doing your grief work. There is no going backwards. There is only moving forwards. And whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling, whatever's going on for you, you are constantly moving through your grief. If you can allow yourself to feel what you need to feel, to do the things that you need to do to nurture yourself through it, you are constantly allowing that grief to move through you. And eventually in that river that you find yourself in, the waters stay calmer for longer and the choppy parts become less choppy. There's less rocks and boulders. The water isn't quite as turbulent as it was, but it still happens. It still comes. Grief is essentially love. And as much as our person dies, our love for them doesn't. It's so different in grief. You do not stop loving your person. You create continuing bonds with them. That relationship continues to grow and develop within us in different ways. We have to find different ways of showing our love to our person because it's still there. We still feel it. We still experience it. And we want to be able to share it with them. And we will find different ways of doing that. What we want to try and avoid is comparing. Grief is not a race and it most certainly is not a competition. There are no prizes for getting somewhere quicker, for feeling like maybe you have finished before somebody else or that you get the booby prize because you didn't finish when they finished. There is no finish line. This is something we learn to live with for the rest of our lives. We learn to carry it more lightly and we learn to remember our person with more love than pain. But we will all do it differently. So comparing yourself to someone else is just adding extra suffering to your journey. We can all look at other people and find inadequacies in our own life, in ourselves. We can look at everything we think we haven't done that they have, things we're not doing well enough. Look how far you've come. Look how amazingly you have done up to this point. Look at everything you have achieved. Look at all those fears you've faced, all those decisions you've made. All those mornings you got up and faced the day when you just wanted to crawl up into a ball and do nothing. 
You're amazing. Recognize your amazingness. Yes, we can learn from other people 100%, but don't compare your loss to their loss. Your loss is always going to be your worst loss and their loss is always going to be their worst loss. There's no prizes for bigger and better losses, for getting somewhere quicker, for doing something better, bigger, braver than someone else. This is your journey. Do it your way, in your own time, at your own pace. And it does soften. It does become lighter. And we do find a way of living with it far more peacefully. However, we have got to reduce the judgment, the criticism, and the expectation that we place on ourselves because we feel like we should be doing better than we are. We should be further ahead than we are. And this is why I want you to be clear about grief and how long it takes, not because I'm trying to depress you. And in those raw early days, I don't want you to leave this episode thinking, oh my God, I've got so far to go. I want you to leave this episode being informed so that you don't put that pressure on yourself, so that you don't expect something unrealistic of yourself, so that you know that you are going to adjust to a new life. You are going to create something for yourself that will feel good again. It just might take a little bit longer than you want it to or expect it to. Patience is one of the biggest things I had to learn in my journey. I had to be patient with finding answers. I wanted all the answers here and now. I wanted out of this. I wanted to know how to make it better, how to make it go away, how to get to the other side. Surely if I started dating, that would work. If I went on big holidays, that would work. Maybe if I moved house, that would work. No, let's move countries. (laughs) You, You know, we just, we want to escape it. We want to buy things. We think external things are going to make it better, take the pain away. It's not. We have to do the work on the inside. We have to manage our expectations. We have to be realistic with what we want to get from this. You will do it. You will find the answers. They will come when you're ready. Allow things to settle inside of you. Give yourself time and space. You are adjusting to a lot, an awful lot, wherever you are in your journey. We are constantly adjusting to this new life, but you will get there. Accept it all, feel it all, and the heavy days become further apart, less painful, and the days we're able to come up for air, to breathe, to live again, become more frequent, more often, and for longer periods. Please share this with anyone else you know who's grieving. I know this is something that comes up a lot in our grieving journeys because we just don't understand exactly how long this can take and where we should be. But please remember, there's no pressure. There's no expectation. This is your journey. Do it your way. And those brighter days will come. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.